after just watching the Nets and Heat game, there is a grievance that I have that is something that I've noticed as a trend with my favorite team, is that in the final minutes, they're always looking for a three-pointer. And it is very frustrating to watch, especially in this particular scenario when we're up seven points in the final two minutes and not once are we actually challenging the paint to get free throws, which is not to be overly critical, but when you're closing out a game, especially against one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, one of the major things that you would have to do is challenge the paint and get free throws to extend your lead and close out a game. And that's not something that we did. And I know that Kenny Atkinson is the kind of coach where he allows their point guard to really make the decisions on the floor so that they can have that creative license. But at the same time, you have to kind of take control, especially when you're an ascending team who's trying to make and solidify their spot in the Eastern Conference. These are wins that you need to have so that you can prove to your fan base and everyone that is watching you that you are where you belong. But on a more positive note, in the first 20 games and being 500 with the Nets, there are a few things and a few players that are looking in the up and up. Uh, First off, our team fights every single game, and that is exactly what they were missing in the beginning of the season. When Kyrie first came, I think there was a nonchalant attitude in the team where I think they knew that they were more talented than a lot of the teams that they were facing this season. And so I think that they underestimated the fact that they made headlines. And so now teams are really going to come for their throat, which is why I think they went off to a slow start. But in the last 10 games, which I'm sure is pure coincidence that when Kyrie goes down, that's when we start seeing the fight and the grind that we've come to love last season, this season. And even though there has been some sluggishness from the bench, which is not something that we've had to deal with before in the past three years, in the past few years, we've been nothing but a bench team. Our bench was one of the best for the past couple seasons. But this season is going to be a bit of an adjustment because we that's just what happens when you trade some depth and let go of some players to allow yourself to have players like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. You know, those things are going to happen. So another thing that I saw this game, just to go back, is our bench performing the way that they should and that their only job really is to hold the fort while starters build their lead. Like, that is, it's almost reminiscent of when Golden State had their crew. The bench's job was literally just to make sure that the other team didn't explode on them with points. Like, that was their whole job. And it's kind of the same thing with the Nets, because our starters are supremely talented, so the only thing they need to do is just to do that. And that is something that we saw this game, and I'm hoping that that's going forward that they can continue to do that now that they've had you know the past 10 or so games to really start to click and adjust a few players that i'm really excited about and i'm hoping to see their development even further is jared allen Uh, jared allen is one of my favorite centers to watch in the game 
because he's one of the few defensive-minded centers in the game right now as we speak that plays at an elite level. Um, I know Rudy Gobert is up there for number one, probably for everyone. But Jared Allen is, I'm hoping, in the next couple of years going to take his spot because he is fantastic defensively. And even though offensively he's limited to basically dunks in the pick and roll, I would like to see him being given a little bit more creative license to come out of his shell so that he can bang in the post a little bit more. Because one thing that he has been able to do the past few games and really is an underrated part of his skill set is his ability to get to the free throw line. Which, you know, the more you get to the free throw line, hope, hopefully with the development staff that they have, the more, the better he's going to get at making those free throws. So I would like to see him continue to be aggressive in the paint. As aggressive as he's been, and I hope he can continue that for the future of the season. Uh, another player that I'm excited to see because he was fantastic in the G League all last season and... You know, he has been lackluster so far, but I think there is room and I think he's making a necessary adjustment adjustments, however minor that they are each game. And that's Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson has an incredible opportunity and the fact that the staff and the Nets really trust him in the bench with Kyrie out and Dinwiddie in the starting lineup to really show what he's capable of. And I think that he needs to be confident in everything that he does offensively defensively, there's much to be desired. But that's something that he's going to get better over time, especially with the Nets system where the Nets are always pushing for defense, defense, defense. And so he's going to get better. It's offensively where I would like to see him be a little bit more confident in shooting open jump shots, creating for his teammates, uh, taking control of the second unit, moving people around, shifting the defense. like These are all things that he needs to be confident to do, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to see that in the next 10 or so games for however long that he's going to be in charge of the second unit. Um, another player that has been, I would say for Nets fans, a disappointment is John and Musa. Uh, he just needs to be confident in taking the open shots. Uh, teams are practically at this point daring him to shoot because they know that he has a tendency to drive on almost any possession that he gets. Um, the game against the Heat today, he did a good job. And when he does drive looking for the open man, he had a couple of assists doing it that way. But I think where the Nets envision him and where he should be playing, especially in the second unit, is he needs to be willing to take those open jump shots. He's another person that was killing it in the G League all last season. And for whatever reason uh, this season, his confidence is just not there. Like he's overcompensating. I think he feels the pressure that he needs to get things going and make plays. And the fact that the Nets staff gives him that confidence, I think he's putting way too much pressure on himself and he needs to be able to shoot. Like that's his whole job. Let Theo Pinson run the offense, let him make plays. All you need to do is cut off the weak side and then shoot open shots too many times has he been given the ball when he's open he goes for a drive and then commits an offensive foul because the teams are just already set and waiting for him to come towards him he did it the game before against Boston and he's he did it this game against the Heat like 
there's not enough room for him to really roam in the paint and run to the paint and go for that Euro step that's really slow so that he can get that shot off. There's just, there's not enough room for it. He needs to just shoot the shot. And then when teams see that he can shoot and they don't have a choice but to guard you with the three-point line, then the lane is going to open up for him and then he'll be, be able to drive much more efficiently. I think where he needs to take note is when playing with someone like Dinwiddie is Dinwiddie is an excellent driver, top in the league, but at the same time, he shoots those shots and makes them and shoots them consistently. And that's why the lane is so open. If John and Musso could see that and understand that, he has a lot of room to really grow as a player and really be an efficient power forward, small forward off the bench for this Nets team. Otherwise, if he continues to struggle, the Nets fans eventually are going to just call for him to be traded for you know a draft pick or cap space or whatever it may be because as an ascending team there's really the time for rebuilding should almost be over by the time Kevin Durant comes back next season so he really has to show up and show out show that he can play the game the right way um, another player that I want to see more I think has a lot of upside, especially considering that the Brooklyn Nets' biggest weakness is that they have no real power forward depth and that basically they're playing small forwards in the power forward position because of that is Nicholas Claxton. They need to give this boy more minutes. I know he's a rookie. I know he's raw, but at six foot 11 and an ability to handle the ball and an ability to shoot the ball, if not at a high volume and at a high percentage, they still need to give him that opportunity and give him that chance. So whenever the team is putting out its second unit, just switch out time between Nicholas Claxton and John and Musa. I know that they want to give John and Musa the time and space, and I know that contradicts what I said previously just a little bit. John and Musa plays a lot of minutes in the bench, and some could argue that it's not entirely justified considering his performance of late in the past 10, 20 games, pretty much all season. Allow Nicholas Claxton some minutes, even if it's just five minutes a game. He needs to get some exposure to how the game is really played on the court, and he needs to experience that pressure and get that confidence. So Kenny Atkinson said in the beginning of the season when they acquired him that he was too good to just send to the G League, but at the same time, he's not really getting the opportunities that he should in getting consistent time on the floor, even if it is a small amount. I think in this Heat game, there was a prime example there. I think that he would have been good offensively and defensively because Brooklyn Nets had size over Miami Heat. And I think Kenny Atkinson kind of is weak at is understanding when he has a size advantage. But at the same time, I'm not questioning Kenny Atkinson as a coach. I'm just hoping that we see a little bit more of what was supposed to be players that he himself has toted as going to be great players for them.